0: Uh, so here's the thing, you can put it at the bottom of the list, but what's at the bottom of the list has to gradually move its way up as time progresses.
1: I mean, Easter is is one day and it's generally in April, March, April, so... Well,
0: you see, that's your issue, is that you're seeing it as like one day and not the culmination of a 40-day period of fasting and then the whole celebrations of Holy Week. The issue is that you've made Easter just one day. And really, it's a season that's like oh. multiple weeks. Hear your
2: church calendar, Caleb.
0: Followed by a previous season of fasting. And if you would have looked at it more holistically as it's a season that's coming up, you would have remembered it better, maybe. Or maybe not, because ADHD is a thing.
2: Also, Matt, thank you for your help with the binary thing on my message, because I used it and then I confessed that I had to ask somebody what the baseline was for, for coding so that I like use it correctly and
0: solve ones and zeros.
2: I got a good I got a good reaction from everybody cuz I can't handle things. I yes, I did. Um and I got an unintentionally really good chuckle because I was talking about where we put our strength and our energy and I like listed off all these things that I really want to do, but there's just not the time or the ability to like do all the things. So I listed off. I mean, it's like really long list. And my last one was like I want to sleep. I want to rest, but it was on the next page of my tablet. And so I finished with like, I want to finish my black belt and I want to compete on American Ninja Warrior. And then there was a, there was a pause because I had to swipe. And then I was like, I want to sleep. <laughs> and like, the, every, it wasn't meant to be funny, but like everybody lost it. And I was like, this was not meant to be like a funny moment, but I'm glad
1: I helped. Uh- <laughs> Scroll. No, don't swipe. Scroll.
2: I prefer to swipe. I prefer to swipe. I mean, I do
0: too. I just generally try to make sure that I've organized my pages such that I complete the thought before I go to the next one.
2: (laughs) Fair. What happened was, um, so Dan was leading worship and he uses my tablet for leading worship as well. And so we just switched between good notes and the planning center, like music streaming service thing or whatever. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there. Uh, so I, I just, I just had to, I downloaded my message, um, as a PDF and I, I didn't check after I did my spacing, I didn't go through it and check. Like I normally do. I'll be the stomach flu on that, like lapse in judgment because I was not all there. Um, and so then so then I upload it as a PDF and then I open that PDF on my tablet and I just didn't, I did not look through it once it was a PDF um, and more spaced.
0: For a podcast listener just listening to this, if I keep it in, Matt is holding up a paper copy of a sermon uh, to demonstrate that if you simply use a paper copy, uh, these issues don't exist.
3: There's no swiping. <laughs> there's There's no swiping.
2: They still exist because I uh print I, I print stuff single or like one and a half spaced so that I don't lose my place as easily. Again, ADHD. I it's it's a coping mechanism for that.
3: I do that too. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. Like I I, I double space my breaks.
0: No, one and a half spacing is the worst. Like please either do double space or single space, but one and a half space is gross to me.
2: Mm, double double space is too obnoxious like on the tablet spacing
0: well see here's the thing i print my notes
2: yeah we switched to tablets recently or last two years unless
0: unless i'm on a roof preaching
1: i prefer paper why would you be on a roof
0: covid outside services
1: why would that change because paper
0: blows away in the wind
1: i i mean I'm i'm just saying like and why why wouldn't you use it all the time? The they paper, they make things. Wind blows things away, and then
0: the first the first time away. that the second page of your notes blows away when you're trying to flip it over, uh, you go, okay, next time I'm going to use my iPad. Which ended up for the record, it ended up not being a better solution because my iPad set up on the roof for like during prayers and worship, and then when I went to open it to like preach it had overheated. So I again ended up preaching without notes. So I'm not sure exactly what the best solution is for rooftop preaching, but loose leaf paper and iPads
1: both fail you. I think you should just Billy Graham it and just go off. Speak from the heart.
2: I think probably putting your notes into a three ring binder or like in having a notebook that actually...
1: Or, or hold it and fold vertically. That's what I did when I had a breach outside.
0: Yeah, there's there's got to be something. I'm thinking the binder might be the best solution, but uh, the iPad both the iPad and the loose leaf paper are failing.
1: It's rare. I would hold because I I need something to hold or my hands just float away. Yeah, I had a microphone. Yeah, I love the microphone.
0: The the old-fashioned handheld microphone.
3: I just don't understand you people. Like just in general.
1: I don't know where my hands go. What do you do with your hands? You express with them.
0: You express with them or you stick them in your pockets. You do the whole thing where you tuck your thumb into your pocket. No, not the pocket thing. You can't move your hands around. If you don't know what to do with your hands, that's what you do. That's true. If
3: you don't know what to do, that's what you do. Otherwise, you express and
1: you... One of my favorite things to do when I watch uh, people preach is to count how many times uh, they put their hand in and out of their pocket. But Mike, you got zero with me. (laughs) Well, that's because women's clothing doesn't have pockets, so.
2: That's fair. (laughs) We don't have pockets that will allow our hands to sit comfortably in them, at least. (laughs) Gosh, man, there was one time when I was trying to get, like, Nate's phone or wallet out of his pocket, and it was, like, literally, it it went up to, like, my forearm, my midfoot. I was like, this is not fair. Like, I had no idea that the pockets were that deep.
0: Yeah. First off. Men's pockets are designed the way pockets should be, and this is simply an issue of women not demanding those pockets in their clothes, because I guarantee you, if women wouldn't buy clothes that didn't have pockets, the free market would give them pockets.
3: I don't know, Caleb. This is a lot of this free market BS you keep talking about.
0: Uh, How often do I advocate for the free market, really, Matt? Like, this might be the first time in the entire podcast I don't know you talk about the
1: economy a lot
2: at the same time Caleb it's really hard here's the thing right now we're in this space of oh my gosh they're finally giving us pockets and so we're buying things with pockets in them but they're these like piddly small not super functional pockets they're not like the deep bag pockets that we're supposed
0: to be this is a decades-long issue of people not demanding it the more people only buy clothes with pockets
2: it'll help. I know. I am aware. Man, I hate jeans. I hate pants with uh, fake back pockets. Like, where am I going to put my phone, guys?
3: In your purse, because you're a woman. Caleb, Caleb, I'd like to tell you the real problem here. Okay. Okay? It's not the the jeans thing. It's whatever. But here here's the real problem. If women's jeans get, get pockets...
0: There's a line where the pockets go down deep in the pants, and women don't want that line. No, No, that's not even it. It's part of it. Who's going to buy purses? And what
3: costs more? What has a bigger markup? A pair of jeans
0: or a purse? Purses. Okay, but first off, having pockets is not going to eliminate the need for purses.
1: Oh, I'm sure for most women it would.
3: For a lot of us it would. Here's the thing though. Uh, Caleb, I I think that you might be right with for most women. But if you cut down purses at 25%. Okay.
0: Okay. I think that's an overreach on the amount that would actually be reduced, but go ahead. I don't think, I
3: think 25% is probably right where you'd have it. Okay. And if that happens, who loses money? The people who make jeans, because they also make the purses.
0: Yes, but I also don't think that you would reduce. Even
2: if it's 10%, like if we go 10%, it's still a loss. That is true. They're going to mark up the price of jeans because they'll be like, oh, we're adding more fabric. Yep. To your jeans. And so now you're going
0: to pay more. Pockets aren't even made of the same material, like the inside lining of pockets.
2: We know that doesn't stop what they're going to do with it.
3: Hey, Caleb, you, seriously, you, you're asking about the free market. And I'm just telling you, this is what the free market is already done. Monopolies.
0: Like there's there's incentives not to do it. But if women refused to buy the other pants, uh, they would make more with pockets.
1: See, but here's the thing. What if you need pants? I know. Like,
2: eventually, you need pants. Caleb, I just think you have a
3: Pollyanna-ish outlook on this.
0: He's gonna interrupt us. (laughs) We've been talking for like 30 minutes. That's the sign that he's losing. No, this is not the sign that I'm losing. We haven't even officially launched the podcast yet. That's fine.
3: Welcome to the Bearly Saved Podcast, where we have the discussions real Christians don't have. Here's your hosts. I'm Caleb. Caleb's wrong.
0: I'm recovering. Caleb is wrong. I'm fine with being wrong, but I also think that the pants issue would be solved if women just demanded pockets.
2: We demand pockets. If I ever go to a women's march, I'm going to have a sign about pockets.
0: I mean, women could do the thing that all of the guys did in the late 90s and early 2000s where they buy women's pants. Women could just start buying men's pants.
2: That's true. Except they don't. I, I think there's a difference in um, like because women in general are more curvy. Yes. It's different to be able to like men to fit into women's, but men's pants to fit women in a way that like works at all is very, very different.
3: I think what you're thinking of is the crotch region.
2: I was thinking more button hips, but. Like I
1: say, I was with you, Rebecca. Button hips.
3: Listen, if my butt can fit in pants, women's butts can fit in pants.
1: Okay, but your butt doesn't go in at a sharp decrease to your hip waist thing. Are you sure? I guess I've never seen you See? uh, fully standing. There you go.
0: Men didn't fit those pants right either, so they're not going to be any more wrong than the men were fitting into the women's pants.
1: But see, then if women wear those to important things, they won't be taken as seriously because women are taken seriously when they look good.
0: We didn't take the men as seriously that were wearing skinny jeans, so it's going to be exactly the same.
1: He's not wrong. But men are always taken seriously, generally.
0: Nope. If if, if I see a man wearing a woman's pants, I took them much less seriously.
1: So
2: I would say, though, the problem... Is that the the, uh, the the waist to like inseam a lot like measurements and men's pants to women's is is drastically different. And so, in order for me to have a pair of men's pants that would fit my waist or fit my hips, they would have to be they end up being really long and baggy, in any other, uh, and, and everywhere else.
3: That's why I was that's why I said something about the crotch. The crotch is the problem. Crotch
0: Christianity. Gene Crotch problems. I'm not saying that women would look good in those pants. That's fair. That is not at all what I have said. I have simply said
1: they could have pockets.
2: That is true. I will acquiesce on that.
1: And that is the simple view of what is ha- what should happen.
0: Uh, I think that the best solution, Matt, is to take complex issues and oversimplify them. I think that's usually the best solution, and that's simply what I've done here.
1: I think he meant
3: Mike.
0: What do you don't think know. about that, Mike? <laughs>
1: if i had a dollar for every time i was called
0: matt <laughs> all right so uh are we gonna move on are we gonna do like introductions like introduce ourselves talk about ourselves because all you guys said at the intro all you guys said at the intro was caleb is wrong and then we continue talking about pants
2: um so i am recovering from the stomach flu and um it's okay it's going okay I did not throw up while preaching, so that was really my goal. Um and yeah. So there's my there's my update.
0: I was talking to somebody who has listened to a couple episodes of our podcast, and uh what they said to me as like one of the second things that he said was uh they really like to team up on you, don't they? <laughs> and
1: I I I'm not sure. I don't we know what you're talking you. about. Caleb. I think you just happen to be wrong. As 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 three of the four
0: intros, we heard uh, Caleb <laughs> is wrong.
2: I did not say Caleb is wrong. I said I'm recovering.
0: Okay, two two out of four. Sorry, Rebecca. Sorry. So I just felt seen when he said that. <laughs> I'm I'm happy. You uh, know what?
3: I'm happy that you felt seen.
0: And that's as far as it goes.
3: Yep, that's about as far as I'm going to get on that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think when we look for patterns, we find patterns. Well, if you notice, I wasn't the
0: one looking for the pattern, and it wasn't until it was pointed out to me that I noticed it. So,
1: well,
2: although we, to be fair, we really team up on Mike too when it comes to uh, (laughs) to lots of things.
1: True, I'll never live down textiles. I feel like it's amazing. I just don't get random texts or tweet mentions that just say, like, look, a textile.
2: Textiles or clothing.
1: I'm not that petty.
2: Oh, I might be now. Well, Mike, I have ideas now. (laughs) Seriously, why did you just enable us like that?
3: Next time I'm in Target.
2: Hey, Mike, textiles. (laughs)
3: you ever see somebody and you're like they've got like a i don't know a a nerf gun and they're like shooting it up in the air and you're just like man i wonder if that's gonna hit them on the head and as it as you think that (laughs) it lands on their head that's what just happened
0: (laughs) yeah i was i was reading about the history of the slave trade and about um textiles, I should have like screenshotted it and sent it to Mike. And now I'm (laughs) discovering that that is what Mike literally expects of me. I mean, so I'm not going to go back and look it up because then I'll lose the place where I'm at now. But if I see it pop up again, we'll 100% send it to Mike.
1: I mean, I would just like to create a nice petty fan base. I mean, that is really what Mike's going for. I'm really going for the fan base. Fan base, you need to step it up a notch.
0: Uh, I don't know that you want that, but uh, we will link your we will link Mike's Twitter handle in the show notes and uh, you can follow him and harass him.
1: You can. I welcome harassment.
2: So uh, as I was, you know, sick scrolling TikTok, because that's what you do when you're trying not to puke. Um, I came across this video, and the the the, uh, the caption on it or the the text on the screen, it's a it's a parakeet who is uh, playing peekaboo with himself in the mirror when his owner lifts him up and down into the mirror, and <laughs> so the dog the, the the dog the parakeet whistles the bird whistles peekaboo um, like at himself as he shows up in the in the mirror. And to the owner's, like, question is, what happens if I don't lower him? Like, if she just holds him in the mirror. And the bird (laughs) says... (laughs) What the fuck? In bird language, which is uh, not totally intelligible.
0: Oh, it's entirely intelligible.
2: If, if, I don't know, if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been captioned, I don't know if I would have heard that initially, but...
0: Oh, no. I, I, it's, it's 100% clear. No.
3: Absolutely not. That bird says, wah, wah, and there are words, and so you know what it says, but it's not clear.
1: Yeah, after after listening to it again without looking at it, it, it just kind of sounds like, like, I hear the what, and then it just kind of devolves into bird noises.
2: So although although the comments do talk about how the bird uses that in appropriate contexts often, like, it's not just that time that he does it, like, that is that is the bird's equivalent of... Saying what the f so I mean it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cute bird I have to say
3: I've put in a relatable YouTube video for oh sound. no it's not bad when when have I ever sent you a YouTube link and you have been
0: sad about it?
2: make America great
0: Did
3: I send that to you? I thought you sent that to us no,
0: I definitely sent that one at least the first time I sent it, but Matt has sent it again as a reminder in the past so
3: but did I tell you that
0: it? that's what it was? No, you just sent it. And then I clicked the link again. And it's like I was trapped.
2: Wow.
3: <laughs> Are you watching it, Mike? I am. It's a talking piano. I'm not going to watch that. So, But the point of the video is that...
0: I'm, I'm not disappointed in the video, but I might be disappointed in Matt.
3: I don't, I don't understand. Um, but the point of the video is to combat, Caleb, combat Caleb's narrative that he could understand the parrot, the parakeet. Sorry. Sorry, bird. With uh without the words because your brain can see things and trick. You can trick your brain into thinking that it's something else.
1: Yeah, I I can't understand the piano without watching it.
3: So if you put but if you if you're watching it and you hear it, you're like, "Oh yeah, I hear that." So if you just put what the crap instead of what the <laughs> fuck underneath that bird, you'd hear what the crap. I don't think so. It's science. It is a cute bird though, Rachel. You are correct. I really enjoy birds. And if nothing else, he is definitely reacting to the fact that he is not continuing this game.
2: (laughs) The game game has not stopped. The game has not continued.
0: (laughs) Podcast listeners, uh, you will have heard the sound clip uh, before we talked about it, and you can make your own judgment.
1: Hold on. Here's a great example of an auditory uh, illusion. Is this Laurel? (laughs) No, it's brainstorm or green needle. There's actually a lot of really cool auditory illusions.
0: Allu- uh, I don't see how anybody's getting brainstorm or green needle out of that.
3: Oh, think brainstorm.
1: It, whatever you think you're gonna hear, it's really cool. Uh, there's a there's a couple other ones that I've seen on um on TikTok that are. I mean, the brain is just a very powerful thing and it's awesome how it connects with your auditory. It's powerful,
3: but it also like has you have the ability to manipulate it so very easily, which I don't know if you guys know this, but our next uh, topic uh, Rachel wants to talk about is conspiracy theories. And just as we can manipulate our brain into hearing things that may not be there, we can also manipulate our brain into being crazy go ahead
1: rachel (laughs) hold on hold on hold on first 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 what is your guys's personal favorite conspiracy theory (laughs) we've already done this tweet
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay so if you've ever gone to the sixth floor museum in dallas texas uh which is like a a museum about the assassination of john f kennedy about halfway through, you were fairly certain that that bullet did some crazy-ass shit.
1: Uh, I don't have to go there to know that that bullet did some crazy-ass shit. <laughs> but, like,
3: it doesn't make any sense. You're also convinced that there was definitely something, someone on the plaza or on the train tracks above. Like, this was, a, this was a multi-stage thing. I mean, just saying, like, you get halfway through the museum and you're like, yes, that's what's happened. And then you finish the museum and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: If it's a single bullet, though, it's not a conspiracy.
1: Well, I think every conspiracy for JFK's assassination is a conspiracy theory, because I mean, have you read the what was released? It's pretty lame.
3: Have you read the documentary book by Stephen King?
1: 11 <laughs> Great book. <laughs> Alright, so what is a conspiracy? Uh... Uh, do you want the legal definition or the pop culture definition?
0: Not the pop culture definition. That's
1: stupid. What is, what is a conspiracy?
3: No, because we're talking about the pop culture definition.
1: I say a conspiracy is when two or more individuals create a plan to enact something. That's a conspiracy.
2: So uh, the whole reason why this topic came up was because a friend of ours shared a story about uh, when he was speaking at a church. He's an Old Testament uh, professor and speaks Hebrew. And so this lady comes up to him and basically uh, lines out this theory. I don't know if it's really a conspiracy. Um, I mean,
0: I guess.
1: By the pop culture definition, it might be.
0: Well, by the legal one, actually. Yeah, because there's multiple authors in the Bible that would all have the Aleph and then the Tav together as Jesus' signature throughout the Old and New Testament.
1: Well, for to be a legal conspiracy, there has to be a, like, people who create it. Like it can be traced back, so.
0: Right, like all of these people put Jesus' signature of Aleph-Tav all throughout the Bible.
2: That's what Caleb's saying
1: oh okay
0: that's the conspiracy it was a conspiracy theory because you had all of the biblical authors consistently putting Jesus' signature in also that noise that, is, that noise that oh, noise is on most definitely N. uh it's definitely here they're leaf blowing outside i was like what is it sounds like a computer is about to take off to space yeah they are leaf blowing and i will see how much i can reduce the sound
2: so uh this lady comes up and basically explains to our friend how uh, the, the Hebrew letters for Yahweh in the Old Testament make up, uh, what was it, hand and grace, and then, uh, what was the other?
3: No, I thought it was hand, nail, grace, nail.
2: It was hand, grace, nail, grace.
1: I thought it was grace, grace, hand, grace, up, down, left, right.
0: Which, uh, I just
1: not how letters work how do how how do letters work
2: i mean i'm sure plenty there's plenty of things wrong with this person's um whole thing and so basically she was claiming that this is jesus's signature throughout scripture that the name of yahweh points to christ having his hands nailed
0: well no no because you you've now you've missed steps you've missed steps here because in revelation it's uh jesus is the alpha and the omega
2: oh right there was that part too
0: and in Hebrew, those letters are Aleph and Tov. So he's the Ali Tov. And then you see that combination all throughout the Old and New Testament. Because, yes, listeners, if you were following along, we see Hebrew letters demonstrated in the Greek alphabet throughout both the Old and New Testament.
1: Am I supposed to be following this well? if you can follow it please explain it to me because it doesn't make sense i feel like i was like following it and then you said that and i was like oh maybe i'm not following
2: maybe i'm not following this as well as i thought i was
1: no i'm just simply parodying it and
0: or parodying it and i want you to just tell me if it makes sense it's like it's like the bird
1: like (laughs) you hear what we tell you to hear
2: what you want to hear Okay, but here's the here's the bummer thing about those kind of like Christian like the the numberology crap.
0: It distracts from the point that monster cans actually do have 666 on every single monster can. Well they do. That it really is is the letter six in Hebrew and it makes the M on monster. The letter six, huh, Caleb? Yep.
1: The letter six. (laughs) The letter six what monday vibes we got
2: what legitimately bums me out about that kind of like hogwash of people finding that kind of like malarkey um in scripture is that there's already so much that points to jesus but so then to to focus on these kinds on those kinds of things that that don't really that, that number one are are not correct um it just it, it just damages, like, everything. Not only does it take away from what we do actually see of Christ in the Old Testament, but then it just makes Christians look like psychos.
0: Well, have you met us?
2: I know, we are a little weird.
1: We eat the body of a dead guy. Or, a, sorry, a risen guy. An ascended dude. We eat and drink the flesh and blood
0: of a guy who was killed as a criminal. Like, I... I can't explain, like, what we do in a way that doesn't make us seem crazy. I just sometimes wish that the parts that make us seem crazy were the parts that made us seem crazy and not crazy people saying other shit. It's true.
2: It'd be nice if we were known for being crazy for the things that, were actually, that actually are crazy.
0: Right. Like, I just want to be known as the cannibals who are mystics and believe in the supernatural, not... As people who get weird theories about language
1: and numbers. So I, I think a lot of this, of the actual, like, hidden messages in the Bible, I'm going to blame Dan Brown. Because, uh, number one, Da Vinci Code sucks. It's terrible. It's so bad.
0: I mean, it might it's be. I've not bad, read it. but
1: it's a, it's a terrible work of fiction, my personal opinion. These things, these go so much earlier than Dan Brown. I mean, that's fair. I think it had a re- I think it had a revival with Dan Brown because you had the revival of people saying, "Whoa, there could be a mystery out there. And then you got the Christians being like, no, we have to defend. And so
2: I think I no, Mike, I think you're giving Dan Brown a little bit too much credit. I mean, there, there was a lot that happened with him. But, but and I have a story about actually our current our D.Y.D. about that. Um, but the fact that I mean, we see this in just like the way that um people have been predicting the end times for hundreds of years or predicting Jesus's return. Uh, They've been doing that for, for, I mean, maybe not centuries, but like millennia, um, (laughs) Um, but using, using things that they think they see in scripture to, to do that. So and I don't even really think that Dan Brown uh, really pushed that because at least in my experience, Christ, even even like Pentecostal Christians uh, who demonized Dan Brown's work, they didn't look at it as like, oh, look, other things we can learn. So the, the same people who would be the most likely to, to be seeing signs of things or predicting things from scripture are the ones who said, no, we're not going to read this because it's bearing false witness against Jesus. Um, so I, I think that's giving Dan Brown too much credit.
0: Yeah, uh, because you all you have a lot of things that happened, right? Like you have the Gospel of Thomas, which was discovered at around nineteen forty-five, and so it was translated and like that. That's that's been sort of in the ether of. Wait, hey, what did you say? The Gospel of Thomas was found in nineteen forty-five, and reintroduced to modern times. Okay. It wasn't written in nineteen forty-five, was?
3: No, no, no. I mean, like. Because there's a lot of evidence that, like, it exists, we just didn't have a full copy. Okay, I understand now.
0: And so, this is a thing that started to get popularity. Um, And, like, so you had these things coming around. um, And the Gospel of Thomas, if you've never read it, it has some crazy shit in there.
1: That's when Jesus kills a kid,
0: right?
2: I haven't read it, but yeah, I think so.
0: He does all sorts of things, right? He makes them clay birds and blows into them, and then they turn into, like, real birds. So it's got some crazy stuff in there. I love it. <laughs> and so we have all of these uh, things that are in the ether, and you start to have all of these false things come around and people have this idea that there's like some secret knowledge and so they search for some secret knowledge instead of uh well finding the things that are right there in the open like that we're supposed to be cannibals um, which again, I think is the part that we really should, like, focus on is the cannibalistic nature of Christianity.
2: I'm not sure we should be focusing on that, Caleb.
0: Jesus said to focus on it.
2: I feel like that's not actually helpful.
0: Well, then what part do you think we should focus on?
2: I feel like the cannibalistic. I think that we should focus, maybe not framing it as cannibalism is a great start.
0: Well, what are we supposed to be doing if we're eating flesh and drinking
1: blood? What else is that? It's the flesh and blood of a man. (sighs) Just because you don't like the word cannibalism doesn't mean that's not what it is.
2: Except that I'm eating bread and drinking juice since we're not cool enough to have wine. I mean,
0: we're not going to go there. Um, We're we're not derailing this into a is it flesh and blood conversation.
3: (laughs) Nope. That's what we're not derailing
1: this for. (laughs) Glad we found the line.
2: We found a line.
1: (laughs) Okay, so are are there other like Christian... Conspiracy theories that are similar to this.
0: I don't know if you've heard this, Mike, but Donald Trump is the legitimate president of the United States of
1: America. Yep. Well, okay, here, here's the thing though, because I think that this conspiracy theory that we're talking about is specifically to do with the Bible. Uh huh. So I know all like the political conspiracy theories that link itself to Christianity, but are there any other weird biblical? Conspiracy theories. Because I feel like this one that Rebecca brought up is not political.
3: So you're saying that Donald Trump still being president isn't biblical?
1: He's Cyrus, obviously. You walked into that one, buddy. I'm sorry. I did walk into that one.
2: The whole point of this was using the story from Justin, but having a conversation about what people are willing to convince themselves of uh, in our current context so the political ones are still and i think the most important um because we've you know we we have a whole group of people who believe that there's a like cabal of um you know blood blood child sacrifices um
0: so i think that there's this gnostic tendency that that we really leaning into um in our present time gnostic of course uh, being an early church heresy, but Gnostic itself means knowledge, It's a hidden knowledge that we can study these yeah. things and find a hidden knowledge that will lead us to God. And Gnostics tended to believe in a uh, Platonist separation of body and soul, um, similar to mm-hmm. what reentered the church during the Enlightenment and what we live in now is this Platonist tendency, like what we talked about in the when we talked about soul, the movie how there's this separation of soul and body um, and how the goal is to live your life in a way doing the thing that separates you from that. That's actually an idea that comes from Greek mythology and and, and Greek uh, things. And it also is uh, a Gnostic belief, um, is that you need to live in that way that your soul becomes separated from your body so you can eventually go to be with God. And we have this idea that we can find some hidden knowledge that will give us this deeper meaning and let us live more perfectly in a closer way with the divine. And, and that's the thing that we have. And so we're, when you're always looking for these deeper conspiracies, you find them all over the place. And so we have a group of people who have been told that when they read the Bible, they're looking for these hidden things and they will find them. You will find things. But that doesn't mean that it's there.
1: We find patterns when we look for them.
2: Well, and I think then... uh, One of the things that I think boggles my mind about some of the the ways that people are speaking about um, different uh, conspiracy... Like, whether it's COVID or um, the different beliefs about um, Russia and Putin or whatever. Like, we... uh, these same people that are convinced that there's some grand scheme that is being kept secret are the same ones will use the, the argument of like, remember four people couldn't keep Watergate secret. Like the disciples, if they were lying about the resurrection, they wouldn't be able to like keep the lie going. They're the same ones that perpetuate this BS about conspiracy theories and i just like that kind of cognitive dissonance is what is maddening to me
0: rebecca i i understand the frustration and there's a, enough crazy stuff going on that we don't need to make up things but also a lot of conspiracy theories aren't necessarily wrong like the jfk assassination no like hunter biden's laptop they actually had it it existed and Twitter blocked it on, on the things and all the social media, and, and they were actually talking about what's actually on that laptop, right?
2: I haven't followed that really at all, actually, so. No, I don't know what's going on. You'll have to
3: tell
0: me what's happening here. I have no idea. You guys remember when... I remember that he had a laptop. Well, there was a, there was a news organization that published things that were on his laptop.
3: The New York Post.
0: Right, the New York Post. And then the Twitters and the Facebooks took down those posts and any posts that mentioned that. Like pretty much immediately. What was on his laptop? Though? Pictures, pictures, and things, and conversations about oil and Ukraine. Um, because I don't know if you guys know this, but Hunter Biden was involved in Ukraine with some oil companies.
3: That is correct. See this, and and this is why we know that Vladimir Putin is doing God's work because he is expelling the Bidens from the ukraine
0: and you see
2: that is where it's not the ukraine it's just ukraine it
3: is if we're expelling the bidens from it and taking back our ukraine that is our ukraine not ukraine it is the ukraine because it is part of mother (laughs) Russia (laughs)
2: Okay, you couldn't even say that with a straight
3: face, Matt. Well, because it's Mother Russia, and then, like, Mother Fucking Russia, it just has, like, all this, it's got, like, a bold dimension to it, right? That,
1: that changes it.
2: <laughs> oh, no. See?
0: See? it got myself. Yeah. Punctuation matters. So here's the thing, like, there's bits of what Matt said that are true. Oh, no, I hate it when Matt's right. And we can talk about those bits that are true, and that's valuable, but then people take it and they say, because this is true, all of the rest of this stuff is true. Um, and that, that's, that's not how the world works. Oh. It's unfortunate, because if it was how the world worked, then I could convince people of lies and not even feel bad about it. But like, there's, there's things that are true and things that aren't true, and we can talk about the true things without being crazy. But when you do that, you look even more crazy. Nah. Because then you end up acknowledging, well, this thing that the right ring conspiracy theorists are saying is actually true. And then a bunch of people get mad at you and go, oh, okay, I'm not talking to you. But then you say, well, this thing that all of the liberals are saying, that's also true. And then all the right people uh, also get mad at you. And you sit here, le- left setting going, well, I guess everybody disagrees with me.
2: Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I guess I'm going to eat worms. <laughs>
0: No worms don't taste that good personally. Like they just worms, yeah. I hate worms. They made me go crazy.
3: Crazy, I was crazy once. They locked me in a room, made me eat worms. Worms, I hate worms. They made me go crazy. Crazy, I was crazy once. They locked me in a padded room, made me eat worms. Worms, I hate worms.
2: Let's mute Matt. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: is that
3: from? (laughs) My childhood? (laughs) I don't know.
0: have you never heard that mike i don't think i have i don't even know where i first heard that from um but that's definitely a thing that i've heard long long time ago in the dark recesses of childhood
1: well
3: alrighty then
0: matt do you know where that's from
3: no it's just childhood
0: that's what i got for you <laughs> <laughs> childhood i'll i'll have to look for it later I have searched for the origins of this repeating children's poem that Matt was saying, and I cannot find any definitive source. I have found several people saying that they remember it from the early 2000s at their school playgrounds, which is also where I first heard a version of it. Several individuals on forums say they remember versions of it from the late 90s, but I cannot find a written source from earlier than 2007, which is five years after I first remember hearing it. Wow.
2: Anyway... Well, and the, I mean, the thing, Caleb, maybe you can clarify this a little bit, but the whole thing with Biden, um, Hunter Biden and Ukraine, um, it seems like ultimately it's just trying to find reasons of like what's going on in Ukraine um, or trying to find somebody to blame other than, you know, Putin.
0: You mean right now or years ago? Right now. I don't know. Because
3: it has resurfaced. Like the whole point was that.
0: Oh, it resurfaced because President Trump said that putin should find dirt on hunter biden
3: right and the thing is they did have they seem to have had some sort of records of from hunter Hunter biden's computer yeah um part of the problem is they didn't have there was no external verification of that so the new york post as an organization generally not trustworthy so they they needed some external person to say yes that is real. And if that happened, then we would not be in this position now because the conspiracy theories are e- most easily debunked by some sort of truth finding mission. And I say that in the idea that like, we can say, oh, that's not just a conspiracy theory. That's real. For instance, we had the whole conversation about the moon landing, right? And the, the you know the moon landing is not fake, because we put retroreflectors up there and we can time exactly how long those things come back and forth. Like, get a high enough power telescope, you can see tracks on the lunar surface. Like, these aren't... This isn't difficult, per se. It's just not easy. And I think the same thing goes with these like, Christian conspiracies, like whether it's the Da Vinci Code or Yahweh's name or the Aleph Toff which... Why is it an alpha tau? I don't understand. Anyways, that's not important
0: right now. Because it would be the alpha omega. Matt.
3: But T's don't match O's. So I think, and then part of the problem is we've lost a respect for experts and gained a respect for people who tell us what we want to hear. Yeah. And I think that that goes all the way to back to the New York post thing. Right. So what did we want to hear? Well, we I think most people on the left wanted to hear that there was no problem with uh, Hunter Biden, right? Like, that was the desire. Right. Obviously, there were problems with Hunter Biden, and there are things
0: there, but... Problems that everybody knew about up until it became uber-politicized.
3: Right. And so it 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 tickled the ears of people who wanted to hear it, and so they just went that direction. And the people who didn't want it to be true tried to shut it down. And this isn't like a one-sided thing. It happens on all the sides. But because we're so afraid of truth and afraid of experts, we're in a position where anything goes.
0: Well, you know why we're afraid of truth? It's because we're all lying. And both sides are doing it.
3: Well, yeah. Which is why I don't care about Hunter Biden's laptop anymore.
0: I mean... I don't really care either, and and the thing is, like, the children of politicians sometimes do bad things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the the parent who is a politician has also done the bad things, and it, we have to like, we we don't see that as any sort of an issue, um, when it's Trump being a politician and Jared Kushner going to Russia to negotiate for hotels or whatever while he's um, leading the Trump organization and also serving as counsel to the president. Like, that wasn't an issue raised by the people who were raising issues with Hunter Biden possibly doing stuff during the time when Joe Biden wasn't even in the government.
3: Yeah, I mean, some some presidential children go on to get PhDs, and yet their parents are still the worst In the world, according to some people.
1: That felt very specific.
3: Yeah, Chelsea Clinton has a PhD in international relations. But, of course, her her mother is Satan. Well, that's just
1: facts.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying any contradiction here.
1: If you rearrange Hillary Rodham Clinton and you translate those letters to ancient Sumeric texts, then you get Hail Satan. (laughs) It's true. Look it up. (sighs)
0: matt what depressing tweet do you have for us this week
3: oh it is so depressing who who hasn't read recently
0: i think we all read recently because you made us all read like the various sub tweets because you did like three tweets that weren't tweets
3: that's true all right rachel here you go
2: Here comes the tweet. No president loved our soldiers as much as Donald J. Trump. Matt, why? Why couldn't you have gone for a funny? I guess we were talking about more funny stuff in the Malcolm section, but whatever.
3: Also, last week's was, you know, pretty funny.
2: Um, so what's actually pretty great is that most of the replies are people uh, fighting, like pushing back against it. Um, the, you know, his quote about why would I visit a cemetery It's filled with losers. Um, yeah, I just, okay,
0: Matt, I think that you went the wrong direction on this tweet. Uh, there's there's so much, even just that this guy has said that you're going in the direction of no president has left.
3: Oh, dude, everything this guy says is about as un- unhinged as possible. Here we go.
0: Who is this guy? Uh, it's Nick Adams.
3: A church should be on the premises of every NFL stadium. What? What? Obama to Trump was the greatest upgrade in American history. America is a land of legal immigrants, not illegal immigrant welfare recipients. (laughs) Oh, no. It is ridiculous to have to wear a mask on a plane with all the information we now have.
2: Can I just say, as the child of a flight attendant, she would disagree.
3: Raise your daughters to be like Ivanka Trump, not Cardi B. I
1: feel like those two are the exact same people, though. (laughs) So,
0: this... This individual uh, is Nick Adams. Um, His Twitter bio is that he's the best-selling author endorsed by President Trump, founder slash president of One Flag USA, presidential appointee, Australian by birth, American by choice, Uh, thalassophile.
1: What is a thalassophile?
0: So thalassa is the ocean and philos is uh, love, so I'm gonna say that it's somebody who loves the ocean. I
3: guarantee more Americans watch President Trump's rally than will watch the Duke UNC game. <laughs> that is a lie.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a really,
3: it's a really cool parody account, you guys. But uh...
0: it's got to be a sort of. A... What's a presidential appointee? Somebody who is appointed by the president. To, to do what?
2: Who's Kevin Love?
0: A basketball player?
2: Yeah.
3: He's a forward for the Cavaliers?
2: He says his Kevin, Kevin Love is not only one of the greatest players of his generation, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time.
3: Man, that guy must have been really high when he wrote that. <laughs> Any Democrat should not be in elected office.
4: I
1: like how he picked like one of the very few white basketball players. Not even a good white basketball
4: player.
2: He shares something from a conservative brief about a Disney heiress has a meltdown and his commentary on it is that Disney should not be political. And this is the same man that's tweeting that churches should be on the premises of every NFL stadium. And like, I, I don't understand.
3: Mike. Mike, Mike, I'm not going to send it to you. I'm going to read them.
2: Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You know what? Nope. I just want to read
3: it, and then I want you to tell me a little bit about these players. Okay. Cooper Cup, Wes Welker, Chris Collinsworth, Joe Jarevicius, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Stokely, Eric Decker, Julian Edelman. Heinz Ward. Ed McCaffrey.
1: Hmm, hmm, what?
3: These are the top 10 grittiest NFL wide receivers of all time.
1: What connects all of those players
3: together? (laughs) Not all of them, not all of them. A good solid majority of them. I mean, I'm not denying that.
2: Oh, this is is ripe. It should be against the law for companies to ship American jobs to foreign countries who engage in slave labor. I mean, he's not wrong. Oh, he's not wrong, but I wonder how often he has studied American slavery and actually does anything about caring about reparations or seeing the after effects of it.
1: Well, we solved it in 18 whenever, when Lincoln set them free and then it washed everything clean. Or just that
0: we have more enslaved people, or let me change that, imprisoned people in our country than any other country in the world.
3: By the way, listener, Mike was right. One of those people is african American. Who, who, which one was it? Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Ward, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be racist to <laughs> not <Right>? listen to
1: <laughs> Oh man, I couldn't even say that without laughing. Also, I, I just like the adjective grittiest.
0: So Nick Adams, he's posting some crazy stuff. He's a, what I would classify as a Trump super fan. Uh,
2: Matt had sent us the fact that he has back-to-back like a minute apart of the timestamps that um, he first says that like cancel culture has no place in American society. And then a minute later tweets, Disney should be stripped of their self-governing status in Florida and lose all copyrights protected by Congress. Boycott them hundred percent and cancel your Disney plus account and credit cards. So the cognitive dissonance there is, is crazy. And he continues to have ones about Disney further down. Like it's not just that one taking kids to Disney is child abuse in 2022 is what apparently I'm abusing my daughter by taking her to Disneyland in January um well
0: now you know didn't you know that you were you were putting her at risk of COVID that's obviously child (laughs) abuse oh that's not
2: the direction
3: that
0: he's going in
2: that's not the direction he's going
3: I don't I don't think that's where he's headed Caleb well
1: I think Disney I think Disney invented COVID probably it was
3: Disney Disney China (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: so he's, he's got some crazy stuff out here. Um, if you want to go read what... Here's the thing. I don't know if this guy actually believes what he's saying.
3: There's no way.
2: I
1: I don't know. I think there was a time where I would say no. But now, I don't know. There's it's like a couple hundred
0: people who are liking all of his things. And so, and, and hundreds of retweets and quote tweets so even if he doesn't actually believe them or whatever people are talking about what he's saying and i think that's interesting
1: well he's a president appointee
0: yeah but i can't find what he was appointed to
1: again i don't know what that means
0: well a presidential appointee is just somebody who is appointed by the president to do something could have been anything
1: maybe he was uh previously
0: he was a motivational speaker and he is now he writes books he was in his book was endorsed by president
1: trump maybe he was the appointed to be the white house chambermaid
2: president trump's favorite author is the picture headline with a lot of pictures of himself man
0: yeah so it doesn't really matter what president trump appointed him to um because i I can't find it i looked for a little bit here
2: nick adams usa wait australian by birth he's not even what
0: He's American by choice. Yeah, I read that out loud earlier, which tells me that you don't listen when I'm talking. No, I was reading his his tweets, and I'm I'm aware. It's
1: my point.
4: Wow,
0: Matt, I'm still disappointed in your choice of tweet this week. That's fine.
1: I know. Are we not going to talk about the uh, the Republicans who have orgies and do cocaine together? And the reason that I think that it was a bad tweet
0: is that the idea that no president loved her soldiers as much as Donald J. Trump
1: is
3: oh, it's one hundred percent true have you Have you ever seen anyone hug a flag <laughs> like Donald J. Trump?
1: It is a very romantic hug,
2: yeah, that was disturbing that's
3: that's how you know he loves our troops, okay. The embrace of the embrace of that flag when he embraced that flag, Caleb. It was like he embraced every, every soldier's right arm.
1: Actually,
0: Matt, I have seen people do it. I have seen other people hug the flag, but it was all making fun of what Donald Trump did, so. I just feel like of all of the tweets you could have went with, Matt, you you chose the poopiest.
1: I mean, but he did give us a glorious look into Nick Adams' crazy Twitter.
3: Here's the thing, though. I think it's the one... I think it's the one that's most demonstrably false.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it is the one that can be like, de- that can be debunked the easiest. I will give you that.
1: True. Because I do agree with his tweet here that says, pray more.
0: How so? Because how do you measure love to say that somebody else loved them more?
3: Well, you know what, Caleb? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. That's a great question. I, I do. I, I want to point out that I, I, I want to hear your question. And I want to say that I respect your question. Um, in my opinion, if you call someone a sucker and a loser, you may not have deep abiding love for them. Like, not, not in a joking way, but like in a way where you just think that people are really stupid, um, because they couldn't get a million dollar loan from their father. Um, and said they had to join the military and you think they're suckers and idiots, Uh, losers. I'm sorry. I think that's what he said. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's strike one. Right. Um, I think also, like if you look at the record of previous presidents, um, and specifically George W. Bush. Now, granted, it, could we have not gotten in the wars at all and avoided those things for certain?
0: But whenever I, mean, I think that Afghanistan was going to whenever
3: happen. you leave office and continue to support uh, the 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 soldiers and the, the veterans as uh, President Bush has since he left office, I think that we can also I think that's demonstrable to say this man seems to love them more than losers and and suckers guy. I mean I just it's hard for me to, to not look at that and say one of them has more love.
0: Okay, I'm not convinced <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, another 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 good tweet. We need more actors like John Voigt and fewer like Will Smith.
0: Oh, geez. Okay, so 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 back to the whole, like, love thing. I mean, what does it mean to love somebody? Sometimes telling somebody that sucks that they suck is a loving thing to do. You
3: know, I don't, again, Caleb, I hear you. I hear you, I don't necessarily disagree with you. It's one thing for me, though, Caleb, to say, hey, Caleb, when when you did that, that really sucked, you know, and I, I hope that you don't do that again. It's totally different for me to say, Caleb, shut your ears. Mike, Caleb really sucks.
0: I mean, yeah, and it's probably best not to say that you prefer people who don't get captured if you're really loving troops.
3: True. I mean, to be fair, as a soldier, I prefer people who don't get captured. Like, generally, that's, like, we'd we rather that not happen.
2: In general, we do, yes, yeah, like, in general.
0: But after the fact it's not particularly loving to tell the soldier that was captured... I don't think I would say it
3: after the fact. Correct. Yeah. If, if, in the game of war, I'd rather it not
0: happen. Right, right. We're going into battle. Hey, guys, I'd like you to not get captured. That's, that's different. That is, that's love. After he's been rescued and suffered in POW camps to say, you know what? I don't like you as much because you got captured. You know, maybe you should have stayed.
3: <laughs> here's the thing. Just generally, the operational order is not... Leave fob, get captured. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that what they teach you in basic? That's, that's literally, what, that's part of the training is when we leave this, we don't want to get captured. <laughs> po- point it this way and uh, don't get captured.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so you're, you're going to say that maybe there are other presidents that love the troops more. I just think. Like maybe those who actually were troops at one point in their life. But, you know, that seems like a pretty,
3: although we don't have any right now, Caleb. Like,
0: maybe George Washington, maybe loved the troops more.
3: Oh, I guess technically Bush was a eh, international guard. did not really count, but it kind of counts.
0: Sure, it counts as much as Coast Guard. I mean, we have several. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant possibly loved the troops more than Donald Trump. Like, he, he was one. I'm pretty sure he at least loved himself. I,
3: I think the presidential record would disagree with you there. Oh. Because I'm pretty sure Ulysses S. Grant was the one. Oh man, I don't want to look it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he fought he fought pretty hard to like not just imprison all of the former Confederate soldiers. Yeah, like there was a lot there was a lot
3: of people in the North who definitely wanted to just imprison them all, traitors. Anyways, the moral of the story is, yes, Caleb, there were other tweets that I could have used. But uh this is the one to me that when I was reading through him it was like like Rebecca mentioned he said he I mean and it's in the replies like Rebecca mentioned it's it's all of this like what what are you talking about like this is the man who dodged the draft for bone spurs this is the man who called people losers he said like you mentioned Caleb I I like people who weren't captured, like. He, he has no mental aptitude to understand what it is like to be a soldier or a marine or a sailor or an airman or a guardy, a coasty, whatever we call them. I don't know. Um, clearly, they're important. But it, like no one, he doesn't have the mental capacity, it seems, to empathize with those individuals. Whereas, again, I think President Bush did some really bad things when it comes to the military. But there is still a level of empathy that you can see continuing that he has and same thing with obama like there there was empathy there and an understanding of this is difficult yeah i think to love something you have to have a little bit of empathy
2: yeah i don't know if you can love without empathy
5: everything is
0: awesome Did you hear the start of that, though? Or was that, like, too loud?
3: Yeah, it didn't sound on key at all. I wish you would have used some auto-tune on that bad boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was
3: awesome. Uh, maybe, listen, Melodyne's, like, t- hundred bucks, Caleb.
0: I mean, I could have auto-tuned it. Like, I have all of the technology. Was that anything special, or?
1: Sorry, right, right. sorry. New
0: intro music for our, our new segment when it's not about the economy.
1: Oh, but I thought everything was about the economy. Mm, no. Only when
0: it's about the economy is it about the economy.
1: But I thought everything was about the economy. And so if everything is about the economy, then everything is about the economy. But if not everything is about the economy, then not everything is about the economy. Yes, but
0: it's not always Caleb's economic corner because sometimes the economy isn't the focus of the news story. Although I
2: think banning books probably has something to do with the economy. So, hey, have
3: you guys, can I, I, I have, I have a whole, I have a whole thing. Can I, can I, can I make this link? All right, hold on. I got, I got this. I, we, it does,
0: it does require, uh, can we read the headline first and then you can go there?
3: Sure. It does require a brief YouTube video watch. I'll share my screen if you're okay with it. No, it's, it's a good one.
0: So our headline before I let Matt derail us even further says accounts of book bannings and threats to librarians soared in 2021 says study.
2: I can't
1: imagine anyone wanting to threaten a librarian. Like they're generally so nice or, or they're the devil.
2: Um, Ellensburg School District has cut funding for the librarian at their secondary school. Yeah, but that's a separate issue. Really not.
3: Are you guys ready? Yes! Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you do. This is hilarious. With
1: Colin Jost and Michael Che. I love them so much.
5: Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Weekend Update. I'm Michael Che. I'm Colin Jost. <laughs> Intelligence officials are saying that Vladimir Putin is being misinformed by his advisors about how badly the Russian military is performing in Ukraine, which is kind of like Will Smith's agent telling him, you crushed it at the Oscars. (laughs) Will Smith, for those of you who don't know, walked on stage during the Academy. Do you guys know who Colin Jost is married to?
1: No, who?
3: Scarlett Johansson.
5: Oh, and yeah. slapped okay. Chris Rock after he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, which I think was a disgraceful act that sets a terrible precedent for having to defend
4: your wife at award shows. <laughs> During his acceptance speech, Will Smith said, love will make you do crazy things. You know what else makes you do crazy things? Crazy. <laughs> but I understand where Will's coming from. I mean, you can't expect him to sit there and watch another man jump all over his wife without signing an NDA?
5: (laughs) Yesterday, Will Smith resigned from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. He wasn't going to, but then Jada gave him that look. If Will Smith had been expelled, he would have joined a small group of people kicked out of the Academy, including Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, and Harvey Weinstein. or, as they're also known, bad boys for life.
4: Oh no. Also, can we stop pretending everybody knew Jada had alopecia? I mean, as much as we heard about Jada and Will's personal lives, you can't expect us to retain everything. It's like Kanye saying, "Don't act like y'all ain't know I had psoriasis." Just. Officially, as a comedian, I'm tired of people putting their own insecurities on our joke intentions. I mean, I can't make a joke about it being cold outside without somebody yelling back, stop making fun of my small penis! <laughs> Keep my small penis! <laughs> should not... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, please. No, no, please, please.
5: <laughs> I also really love that the reason they let Will Smith stay in the audience was that they asked Chris Rock and he said it was okay. So now we just ask the victim right after they get hit in the head? Hey, you cool if the guy who just attacked you hangs around for a while? You don't want to make him mad again. (laughs) I can't believe the Academy has a worse concussion protocol than the NFL. And honestly, I can't even blame the Academy for not knowing what to do. Nobody knew what to do. Even people at the Oscars were Googling, did Will Smith just slap
4: Chris Rock?
5: <laughs> I think we should just acknowledge that that was one of the craziest things we will ever see in our lives. It's truly like the Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction, but if Janet's nipple slapped
4: Timberlake. <laughs> to mention Chris Rock has been very public about his nonverbal learning disorder which means it's hard for him to understand nonverbal signals sort of like how when he saw an angry Will Smith charging towards him and instead of moving out of the way he put both his hands behind his back smiled and said "Uh uh-oh
3: okay are you
0: ready Caleb
2: what, what is... I, I don't understand what...
3: I got... Don't worry. I'm, I've got this. I've got this.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not ready. Hold on. Listeners, Matt just played us two and a half minutes of a video that had nothing to do with uh, books. And so when I said that Matt's going to derail us, that's what I meant.
3: <laughs> three and a half minutes. It's three and a half minutes.
0: Oh, three and a half Saturday minutes. Saturday Night
3: Live Sorry. spent three and a half minutes of Weekend Update on Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay? Okay. So... Had Will not walked on stage and slapped Chris Rock, no one would be talking about it because sometimes the things that we do literally trigger the Streisand effect where no one's talking about this. No one would have been talking about this. It would have been a passing joke in a Academy Awards. Nothing would have come of it. SNL did three and a half minutes. They did like six jokes. That is unprecedented for this modern weekend update, right? And the same is true for banning these fucking books. <laughs> no one would know about half of these if you didn't keep talking about them. So here's, my, here's what I think is actually happening, Caleb. I think that Florida, like the, the state of Florida's pension plans, have actually been secretly purchasing books Okay, And every time they purchase a book, they have to say something about it being part of cancel. And then they sell those on Amazon because they actually didn't plan a pension plan for their teachers and such. I mean, that's usually <laughs> the pension plans, right? And so they're having to retroactively fund this. And so by driving up the sales of these books, they're also driving up the costs. And that's, it. or Ron DeSantis has stock in Amazon. Like, I don't know. It's one of those two. Because there's no other reason to keep talking about these damn books. All you're doing
1: is driving up sales. You're having more people look for them. These books make me feel sad. So they should be banned.
3: Well, Mike, you make me feel sad. So you should be banned.
1: How dare you?
3: Listeners, that's not true. I, I love Mike. That's not true.
1: But, like, you get the Like, this is. The only time I make Matt feel sad is when I school him on a Mario Kart race. Which. It's very rare at this point. At this point, you have sparser past me. <laughs> but like all that to say,
3: like, I, I think that we're we're at a point in society where sometimes it's just better to shut your damn mouth. And we talked about this last week a little bit. But with, with the Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith thing with like your opinion doesn't have to be broadcast. Right. And you don't need to broadcast the books that you don't like. Right. And, and by broadcasting, you're just bringing more awareness to them. And, and that's that's what we're seeing. Yeah.
2: It seems very, like, uh, Virtue Signally, like, everybody canceling Disney as well. Like, um, hey, look, I'm... Well,
0: But you know why they're canceling Disney, right?
3: Because they said they're going to put more LGBTQ people in their
0: stuff. Well, just the amount that they've always had in it before they cut it out.
2: I haven't listened to the actual video of what was posted, or, like, whatever the undercover video was. Um, but... <laughs> Um, I guess I'm less concerned because I feel like my kids should like learn about people in the LGBTQ community from me and not from movies. So I'm not super worried about it.
0: Okay. So listeners, you might not be aware of this, but for decades, Disney animators have put gay scenes in most Disney productions. They've had gay kisses. They've had all sorts of things animated in the movies And then when the people at Disney at the top watch them, they've been cutting those things out to appease people um, that aren't going to like that. And in part to make American audiences happy, but also to make the differences between what they can sell in American markets and what they can sell overseas more similar. Because there are countries such as Saudi Arabia and China where this kind of content is just outright banned. And so Disney always edits those things to be distributed in those places. Right. Um, But I desire partly to keep conservatives here happy, but also to make it to where the difference is less shocking. Disney has cut out scenes of every Disney movie that's been released pretty much since Toy Story. Wow.
1: I did not know that.
0: And everybody that works at Disney and animators, everybody knows that that there are scenes that get cut, that are things that get changed. That, hey, you can't have a gay couple kissing or walking down the street holding hands. You got to switch one of those to a girl or we'll just cut out the people walking. Like, it's been happening. Not really new information. But in light of what Ron DeSantis has done um, with his don't say gay bill. That's not what it is, Caleb, and you know it.
1: <laughs> That's not what it says.
0: But if you Google search don't say gay, you'll find it. All right, fair. And in light of that, Disney has said, we are going to stop cutting those scenes out for American audiences.
1: We are going to say gay. And
0: going forward in new productions, we are going to keep those scenes in. At least in American audiences.
3: And the, the problem with, it's, it's, it's just straight 1984 level government controlling language.
0: And I feel like I should say that that whole side story had nothing to do with the news article that I actually shared.
1: But I think it's important to talk about. No, I mean, I think it does because it's censoring. Because like when it gets down to it, banned books, what we do is we try to censor to create a curriculum to raise children up to think exactly how we want them to think. And books like Mouse, which I haven't read Mouse, it's on my list, or The Hate You Give, which is a wonderful book, uh, gives a different perspective that doesn't, make the majority population narrative uh, look good. And Caleb,
3: I hear what you're saying, especially with regards to the article you shared. But I think I think it does create um, the the fact that the ALA is fielding calls about this. That only exists because the awareness brought by Ron DeSantis. And here's the other thing. I'll take it at the next step.
0: I, I don't think that it is, though, Matt. Because these, these calls have been happening for the last couple of years in 11 different states where people have been asking the school bo- boards to ban books. This goes long before, long before that. This has been a thing. The Don't Say Gay Bill has really only been a thing this calendar year. And these numbers that we're looking at are from 2021. So I think that the Don't Say Gay Bill is not causing this. I think the Don't Say Gay Bill isn't is is a furthering of
3: you think the don't say gay bill is a uh a response to the grassroots- organiza- grassroots movement, yeah, and that's fine i could
1: give i could give
3: behind yeah, and here's the thing the the truth is part of what's happening i also i think caleb and and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but part of this is they're feeling so the the actual says A year ago, we might've been receiving one, maybe two reports a day about a book being challenged at a library. And usually those calls would be for guidance on how to handle a challenge or for materials that support the value of the work being challenged. Okay. I want to, I want to put it in there. And I think that part of it is to a certain extent, if a work was challenged, we just ignored it. We ignored the challenge. So I don't know if the challenges have necessarily increased. I think that the response of librarians is now, all right. We need to respond to this, not just ignore the challenge.
0: Mm, so there's multiple things happening here, right? So the this is this is the fun of politics. Um, the challenges have increased; they've definitely increased. But also, the composition of school boards has changed significantly, as a response to COVID. Right. Right. So, because the composition of school board is now very different. It's not people who are uniquely interested in educating students necessarily, but now school boards across the country are more um, the, the groups of people who were supporting opening schools without mask mandates because that's where the composition has shifted. Um, the, the school boards are, are requiring more of a defense. Of keeping these books.
3: But to your point, though, it's also... But it's not just school libraries and librarians who are having these issues. It's it's the public libraries and librarians. And and those, again, I that doesn't break it down exactly.
0: It's, it's primarily public schools, though.
3: And again, I think that part of it is those, those challenges would be ignored in the past. And yes, politics plays a part of that. But those challenges would be ignored.
0: Be- because the composition of the school boards, which is who these challenges are made to, that's changed. And so because that's changed, you see this.
3: You can also substitute curriculum pretty easily. You know what I mean? Someone, someone says, well, we can't do this. All right, well, there's this one over here, and it's just not quite as bad, but we can talk about all the same topics if we do this book. Right. But now there's more of a, a blanket. It's not about the books anymore. It's about what's being taught. And then the book isn't tied to that.
0: Right. And and most of the books, like if you go through and you look at the books and, and read them, they're mostly books having to do with gender identity and um, race. And those are, the, those are the two topics that people are freaking out about.
1: Well, yeah, because we can't let them teach our kids how to be gay CRT subscribers.
3: The only thing they can subscribe to is Dude Perfect.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one got me more than it should have just because of the number of kids that I know who are subscribed to Dude Perfect
3: that is a great I just I need you all to recognize how good of comedy that was, that was really it was good. going this way and you did not see Dude Perfect coming and it was it was everything I needed
0: and I had a response and I don't even remember it just because like all of the memories of
1: I think that's the most whiplash I've felt on this podcast in a while <laughs>
0: And then I looked at Rebecca's face and she made like a confused thing and I don't think she even knows who Dude Perfect
1: is. Rebecca, do you know what Dude Perfect is? What? Oh, you gotta watch some Dude Perfect videos. Oh
0: my goodness, hold on, uh... That's what Dude Real needs. She needs to subscribe to Dude Perfect is what I'm finding out.
1: For real? I don't even watch a lot of their videos, but when I do, I'm never disappointed. <laughs> right? Okay, back to books. I just, I find it interesting that
0: there's been so many and it's not surprising given the makeup of schools and also the things that have been happening in the last two years, right? Because like we talked about before we were recording, George Floyd died almost two years ago now, Um, right? Like these things have caused a shift in our cultural rhetoric as well as in the broader world. And so that's brought up conversations about race conversations that have made a lot of people uncomfortable and so there's this desire that hey you saying these things makes me feel bad and i don't like that like the book that ted cruz brought to the confirmation hearing like do you believe that babies can be racist and like the book that he had didn't even say that babies are necessarily racist but that they can be taught racism which isn't even wrong but she had to like completely ignore that like it's people consistently missing the point right
1: no see it says right here babies are racist right there do you see it i i am
0: reading the the page and it says anti-racist baby is bred not born anti-racist baby is raised to i don't know i'm reading the words on the page see
1: see no here's the thing anti-racist is actually racism anti-racism
0: is not racism that's, that, that's your opinion.
1: See, you've really misunderstood this then.
3: <laughs> Rachel, hold on. You've never seen a Dude Perfect video.
1: <laughs> no, Matt, stay on topic. We're talking about books. We're talking about racist babies. So
0: it's like, even the point of the book, like, if, Tom, if Ted Cruz would have read the book, he would have seen that the book is saying that babies are not inherently racist. Did you just say Tom Cruise? He did. <laughs> <Okay>. he did. <laughs> I
1: did
0: not. I did not. I said Tom, and then I didn't finish, I corrected myself, and switched, switched names. I
1: don't- I think you said- I heard Tom Cruise.
0: But I didn't say Tom Cruise, I said Tom, and then noticed that I said the wrong name, corrected to Ted, and then said Cruise. All right. mm, I don't. Let listen. We need to re-roll the tape. If Tom, if Ted Cruz, would, yeah, it'll it'll be there. Um, but these books are like books that have been around for a long time. Like Mouse is not a remotely new book, and people have asked for it to be uh, banned. The Hate You Give has been out since twenty seventeen. Um, Such a good book. You know, it's about a police shooting, and. That's not a new book, even if it described things that we saw happen in 2020. It's not a new book. It's not a new concept. It's not a new problem.
1: Hell, I think the movie came out even before all this. Right,
0: like Genderqueer is a comic book, like it's, it's pictures um, about a person who doesn't like to, who likes to be androgynous. And what it feels like to not want to be male or female. And it's just a memoir type story written for like elementary age kids. That doesn't necessarily say that you have to feel like you're not male or female. But it's okay to not feel like you fit into the binary. Uh, It's not a terrible book. I don't necessarily agree with it in all of the aspects. Like I'm like, well, I mean, sure, whatever. But it's not like something that I think
1: kids shouldn't read. Wait, which book? I I was looking at Mouse.
0: Gender Queer.
1: Oh. I haven't
0: read that one. It won't take you very long. Uh, it's pretty short.
1: Is it as short as anti-racist baby?
0: Yeah, it's probably a little bit longer than that, but it's it's like written for second graders. Oh, okay. I mean, sure, the title makes you go, "Oh, that's really bad," but a girl talking about how she saw her dad go into the uh, ocean without a shirt on, and so she took her shirt off to go into the ocean. Like, and then was told to put her shirt back on and didn't understand why that was a problem. That's a thing that can
1: happen to people. Yeah. Well, that's a very confusing thing.
0: That's not sexualizing your kid, necessarily. That's, that's confusing to somebody, especially somebody that, like, well, what's the difference between men and women? I can't have a shirt on,
1: but, a, like, what? I'm not gonna lie. Still a little confused by it. Mike... <laughs>
0: We're all a little confused by it. We're just in culture to know that it's not acceptable.
2: Are we going to talk about the free the nipple movement at some point then? Is that what the, where this is going?
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure that we've already talked about how in New York City, women can go topless the same as men.
2: We have. I'm pretty sure we have not talked about that.
0: Good for them. It's fine. If a man can go shirtless, a woman can go shirtless. It would be sexist to say otherwise. So when you see a topless woman walking in New York City, they're allowed to do that.
2: That's, I mean, good to know. I did not know that that was a law in New York City.
0: Now, uh, an establishment can still demand that you wear a shirt to go into them. Um, same as anywhere. But publicly, yeah, girls can walk topless. That's fine. Good
1: for them. Power to them.
0: Actually, most places, honestly. Um, like, if you went to a beach and were topless, pretty much anywhere in this country, if there's topless men around, you can't get in trouble. At least not legally.
1: Fascinating.
0: That, that would be discrimination. That's illegal. Sex-based discrimination is
1: illegal, Mike. I, I, Like, I realize that, but saying it out loud, it's like, you're right. <sighs> I don't understand. But that's neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that I want people to go around topless. Honestly, most of the time, I wish that men would also be wearing shirts. So,
1: See, I wish the opposite. I wish we were in a great place where we could all just not wear anything. That's a sign of the garden coming back.
2: Mike's gonna start Mike's gonna start a nudist colony
0: I mean that's my dream no 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 something something that you'll discover, Mike is that for the majority of humanity,
1: clothes are a gift see but in our modern humanity, clothes don't necessarily need need to be all the time because of the comforts we currently have
0: most of the time
3: I mean he's not wrong. I don't think clothes should be all the time. Like I I I generally don't wear clothes when I'm bathing.
0: Public bathing or private bathing?
1: Private bathing. Both. <laughs> what's the point of what what's the point of bathing? So clothes on. It's not bathing. It's swimming. Uh Mike.
0: Right, but there are places that Mike, you can to, to publicly you, but swim to swimming the bath. is bathing. Swimming is bathing. There, why do you think it's called a bathing suit? It's
1: just dumb. That's, exactly. Don't wear them. That's exactly why swimming suit
0: Mm, no 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 it's been called a bathing suit long before it's been called a swimsuit no swim swimming suit is nothing
1: caleb why do they call it a speedo
0: where you wear nothing makes you more aerodynamic so that way i know what's on tightens everything up and it really helps me to get away from there quickly
2: it'd be faster if it was a bodysuit. no my mom heard you say babies are racist i'm sorry now i have to explain
1: Can you also explain to her
2: that it's completely uh, a joke? Yeah, I, oh, okay. I explained the whole thing, but now she... <laughs> Matt
1: doesn't want you to explain it.
2: <laughs> I, Matt, I can't hear what you're saying, but the expressive <laughs> gestures. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was pretty fantastic.
3: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Barely Saved Podcast. Make sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes, links, and show notes and merch at BarelySavedPodcast.com.
2: Oh my dearest, I have another question.
3: What?
2: At what point does this podcast actually become a Christian podcast? (laughs) I mean, Amanda is not wrong.
3: That's Hadley. And Jesus loves us all.
0: Wait, it started out as a Christian. We talked about Christian conspiracy theories. We talked about how we should emphasize the cannibalistic
1: nature of Christianity.
3: All she heard was that babies are freaking racist. So.
1: Which, let's be real. Technically, if we believe in the true, a true fall, then they would be. Adam's original sin makes babies racist.
0: No, Adam's original sin was autonomy.
3: So, question. Are babies who are artificially inseminated not racist? <laughs> now, end on that. <laughs>
0: No, I'm not ending on the question, are babies who are artificially inseminated racist?
3: Are babies babies who are artificially inseminated, do, are babies that come from artificial insemination, we should say, are, do they have original sin? Because Augustine said it was passed in the semen.
2: Oh my gosh. The semen was still existent. The sperm and semen are still
0: existent in no, because in an AI situation, there's still the seed. But the
2: seed didn't enter the woman?
0: Yes, it does. It does, just not in the traditional way. And an AI an AI situation is definitely the seed still entering the woman.
3: I don't think so. I think as I think a zygote enters the woman.
0: No, because Matt is being an idiot here and we need to talk about this. Matt, artificial insemination is very different than in vitro fertilization. Matt is thinking of in vitro fertilization.
3: I am thinking of IVF.
0: Right? Insemination is simply where you collect semen and then insert it.
3: That's true. I'm not I'm not a veterinarian. I got I got artificial insemination and IVF mixed up.
2: IVF is in vitro fertilization where they, where they, yes, they track your cycles and all those things. And they take eggs out. They take sperm out. They make the zygote outside of the body and then insert it into the body.
3: So they don't have Augustine Original Sin.
1: And this is why maybe we shouldn't take everything that Augustus says.
0: No, no, because I'm pretty sure that Augustine is still going to say that the sperm are still involved. What you need, Matt, in order for Original Sin not to be passed on is a clone. So, podcast listeners, to answer the question, when does this become a Christian podcast? Um, it's not. We are barely, barely saved. <laughs> All right, I'm going to end of the recording, and I'll figure out somewhere in the midst of what we've said to make it not as bad as what actually happened in real life.
4: What did happen in real life?